If you've ever been trapped or held captive, you know what it's like to long for freedom. While the chick in the shell and the egg is safe for a time, if it stays too long, the eggshell will soon become its tomb. Being held captive can have us feel like the world around us is closing in. And it's as if the very air we breathe becomes wafer thin. Over time, we change, becoming different to who we imagined ourselves to be. However, you don't have to be a prisoner of war or a hostage to be trapped and held captive. People who freely move about around us in our neighbourhoods, in our schools, our workplaces can, behind their smiles, be held captive by the things in their past and in their present. Let me pray. Jesus, as we spend time in your word, we ask that you would bring out truths and remind us of the power that is in you, the difference that a relationship with you can make in our lives, and the lives of those that we meet and come across in our day-to-day walk of life. Lord, as we spend time in your word today, may you quicken in us a desire to grow and to understand more of what it means to live in the power, of what it means to be saved by you, to be set free by you. Amen. On Saturday, the 23rd of June, 2018, a group of 12 boys aged between 11 and 16 from a junior local football team named the Wild Boars and their 25-year-old assistant coach went missing after setting out to explore a cave in Chiang Rai in the northern part of Thailand. right now out of Thailand. Rescue teams are working through the night to save 12 boys and their coach trapped inside a cave. The monsoon had come early. The conditions in the cave were impossible. There was a very strong feeling that the children couldn't be still alive. We need expert cave divers out here. The Thai Navy SEALs put everything they had into it but only this group of people who do it as a weekend hobby has those skills. I was thinking this this has actually got our name all over it. You couldn't see your hand in front of your face. Trying to wriggle through holes that I couldn't wriggle through. Finding a bigger space, sliding through, and then repeating again and again. We look into each other's faces thinking we may be the only ones that ever see them. Finding the boys was the easy part. They didn't have a clue how to get those kids out. We didn't think it was possible to dive the children out. We came up with the actual logistical plan. I told him that's a horrible idea. And then Rick said, what if it's the only idea? We were brutally honest. We promised multiple fatalities. 
It's about controlling your emotions and your fear. Panic is death in the cave. My mind was on overdrive. Oh my God, am I going to be good enough? If they die, it's going to tear me apart. If you don't die, everyone will die. I told the guys, this is a one-way trip. Once you start, you cannot stop. Believe. Believe. While not attracting the same worldwide media attention, people find themselves in situations where they end up captive. Perhaps you've seen and experienced this. For some, they are very much aware that they are captive. Addiction in all its shapes and forms can hold us captive, from drugs to pornography or gambling. For some, their form of captivity is more subtle or hidden family violence or family of origin stuff can sit beneath the surface and remain unknown to the casual observer. For others, our bodies can hold us captive as they fail to move or work as intended and some are held captive by poverty as we briefly looked at last week. Rather than a recent challenge, people have been held captive as almost as long as humanity as itself. The Apostle Paul puts it like this in Romans chapter 7, verse 21 to 25. I have discovered this principle of life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable man I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. When Jesus spoke to his hometown synagogue in Nazareth, he drew from the ancient prophetic writings of Isaiah 61 as he summed up his ministry in these words in Luke chapter 4, verses 16 to 21. When he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released and that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favour has come. He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant and sat down. All eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. Then he began to speak to them. The scripture you just heard has been fulfilled this very day. And true to his word, Jesus spent the next three years fulfilling Isaiah's prophetic word. Time and time again, we read accounts of Jesus either stepping into situations where people were held captive or responding to people seeking him out to be released from their captivity. Paul kindly read earlier of one such account. 
In Mark 5, we read of an account of a man who had tried, uh, that others had tried to hold captive with chains and shackles. But the reality is that these chains and shackles were no match for what truly held him captive. A legion of spirits intent on controlling and causing the man self-harm kept him prisoner. But even in this state, the man saw Jesus, the all-powerful God of all creation. In a clash between good and evil, Jesus overcomes evil, which held the man captive. Then with authority and in love, Jesus sets the man free. It's interesting as we read this account to see the reactions of those that were there on that day. We pick up the account again in Mark chapter 5, 15 to 20. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus and they saw the man who had been possessed by a legion of demons. He was sitting there fully clothed and perfectly sane and they were all afraid. Then those who had seen what happened told the others about the demon-possessed man and the pigs and the crowd began pleading with Jesus to go away and leave them alone. As Jesus, responding to their request, was getting into the boat. The man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. But Jesus said, no. Go home to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been. So the man started off to visit the ten towns of that region and began to proclaim the great things Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed at what he told them. In Jesus' day and for us today, captives come in all shapes and sizes. The Bible teaches about principalities and powers and good and evil spiritual forces at work in our world. That the physical realm is not all that exists in life. On one occasion, in a previous home where I lived in, in Queensland, I recall lying in bed one night and waking to feel a pressure indirectly upon me. I was aware of evil spiritual forces on the move past our house. And while our home was protected, there was a sense of evil forces scraping past our house like metal on metal as they moved past our property and moved further north. Paul puts it like this in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 18. A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armour so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armour so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground by putting on the belt of truth and the body armour of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. 
Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be present in your, or be persistent, persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Paul says this not to be dramatic, not to have us fearful, but so that we are aware that there is more at play than just the physical realities. And that is why prayer is so important. Prayer helps us to keep things into perspective and to help us to discern what might be going on and how the Holy Spirit would want us to respond to what we find. People can be held captive through sin and brokenness of life in various ways. It's believed that addiction to various behaviours occurs when the normal dopamine um, starts to surge through excess. These chemicals released in our brain become replaced by um, binging of uh, delta Fos B, another chemical in our brain, a sustained molecular switch that triggers addiction. It's believed that this numbs and desensitises us to everyday pleasures, but makes our brain hyper-receptive and reactive to anything associated with the addiction. There are reasons why addictions begin. In the case of drug or alcohol or nicotine, these substances affect the way we feel, both physically and mentally. These feelings can be enjoyed and create a powerful urge to use these substances again. Gambling may result in a similar mental high after a win, followed by a strong urge to try again, to recreate that feeling. This can develop into a habit that becomes very hard to stop. If you're dependent on substances, not having it can cause you to to have these symptoms of having a come down or a let down or a drop in energy. Because of this, it can be unpleasant and it can be easier for us to carry on by um, following that craving and chase it down. And so the cycle continues in life. People can be held captive in unhealthy or destructive relationships and family violence. Being held captive can be more subtle. If you've considered your family of origin, the words spoken over you by your parents can play back on high rotation. You will never amount to much. You're fat. You're not that pretty. For those of us who are parents or role models, the words that we speak over others can hold others captive and become destructive self-talk. In others' lives. Why can't you be more like? Or you're not as good as. But whoever came up with the saying, sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never hurt me, they lied. As parents, And as those who speak into the lives of others, there is power in our words. Do your children of whatever age they are come away from spending time with you feeling loved? Or do they feel like they just don't measure up? Your words can either hold others captive or bring freedom. People can be held captive by their physical and mental health 
Poor nutrition, lack of exercise and mental health can challenge and hold people captive. Self-medication through unhealthy choices, a lack of healthy options compounds things and reinforces and quickens that negative cycle. As a church family, as we seek to follow Jesus and live healthy lives, we want to do all that we can to help those held captive by their past and their present. We are committed to supporting those held captive by their past and present for a better future. While for some, this may take the radical form of a significant transformation that takes place. For others, it can be a lifelong battle. But as a church, we are committed to supporting those held captive. We cannot live other people's lives for them, nor are we to force ourselves in where we are not welcome or invited. But we are committed to support. And this support will come in a variety of ways. Just as we have in the past, we believe that there is power in prayer, praying for and with others. This may at times include anointing people with oil, symbolic of healing and of blessing. Mary and I have prayed through people's homes as an act of dedicating their home to God and setting apart a physical home for Jesus. We have and we do pray for healing, whether that be an extraordinary event or through the work and the wisdom of others. We believe that prayer changes things. Supporting those held captive to the past and, um, and in the present for a better future can also come through education and mentoring. Sometimes patterns or family of origin stuff can hold us captive because we don't know of other ways of doing things, of other choices that we can make. There are courses and mentoring programs like coach community mentoring that have been positive in people's lives. Financial counselling and other life-shaping courses can be helpful in supporting people who are struggling financially, are in unhealthy relationships or are finding challenges around parenting and the list goes on. We want to make sure that we can do what we can to help those with physical challenges not to be disadvantaged as well. As a faith community, we want to do what we can to ensure that those with physical or mental limitations do not unnecessarily um, hold, that we don't want to unnecessarily hold these people back, hold them captive because of poor systems or structures or policies or design. Supporting others can take the form of better understanding and advocacy. Returning to the reading from Jesus of Jesus in Luke 4, 18 to 19. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, that the time of the Lord's favour has come. For some, we will see people released from captivity in their lifetime, while for others, we will journey with them and support them through their lifetime until Jesus renews and restores them in the age to come. And while it may not garner the world's media attention, as a church, 
we are and we remain committed to supporting those held captive by the past and the present for a better future. We will look to provide opportunity to partner with organisations pursuing best practice in helping people to live their life well. We will listen to the needs of others and to seek to bring the good news of Jesus in word and action, practically and prayerfully responding to, in loving care for others to support people to have a better future. Let me pray. Jesus, we see in your life, in the claims that you made based on Isaiah 61, that you were about wanting to set captives free. And Lord, we can find that in the world around us that there are people held captive. Some know it, while others don't. The media will try and play up things in our minds about how we ought to live, to consume more, to do more, to be more, to look more. And we can be caught up in that. We can be caught up with addiction in a variety of ways. We can be caught up by the words spoken over us and into our lives from the past and the present. Jesus, would you help us to be sensitive, to be mindful, to be prayerful as we have opportunity to come alongside others that they might experience the freedom that is found in you. Not in a church, not in a building, but in a personal relationship with you. We thank you for the power that is in your name to transform lives, to help people to live life well. Amen. So how might we respond today? Well, there's a couple of questions that I wanted to pose to you today as we take some time to reflect. Um, first of all, where do you see people held captive by the past and the present? When you go about your day, when you go about your everyday walk of life, when you have conversations with people, where do you pick up the hints or the clues or the experiences of people being held captive by the past and the present? Next, how do you contribute to reinforce or to release people from captivity? You know, the things that we say, the things that we do can either help people to remain captive or alternatively, they can help people to be free. And lastly, what opportunities, gifts or abilities can you offer in supporting those held captive to have a better future? As we respond, there's going to be a song play that we're going to sing in just a moment. But I encourage you to take some time to respond to the things that God's saying to you today. God bless you. Mm -hmm.